You're listening to an episode recorded on September 15th, 2020. Welcome to the comic panel. I'm Cody. I'm Taylon. I'm Jacob. And I'm Shawenta. Previously on the comic panel. We made a bad deal, but it was a deal with the devil, so mm-hmm. what was it supposed to be? Yeah. More cop exposition. Oh man, aren't CEOs bad people for hitting on their uh, secretaries? But then also, <laughs> like, I'll just threaten you and leave. Uh, and then I'll become a... I spawn will become a white guy. And somehow get stuck on having blonde hair for some reason. Uh, Apparently blondes and are then... the worst. I mean, they are, but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, alright. Oh, um, you know what? Yeah. Uh, I, I, I should say, if they're going for the idea that, like, oh, it's like he has no sense of identity, they just gave him a new identity. Like, mm-hmm. they should have it be that he changes his appearance every time he tries to go back to human. So every time he's never stuck with one thing. Okay. But for some reason, the one, you know, being a white guy with blonde hair is just... He's so dramatic about it. I can get how it's jarring to be someone who you aren't. But if mm-hmm. you're consistently this one other person... Okay. Right. can get with it. Yeah. Okay, so okay. now I remember where my wife is, so I'm gonna go visit her as this random white guy. And mm-hmm. well, he's no, 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 he's there for a reason. Remember, he's there for a reason. He's he works with the SPCA. That he doesn't though. He's there for he's there for a reason. She's very hot, and he misses her. <laughs> hey, you yeah. said also, that. Okay, so he didn't say that. It's true, and it's stupid. <laughs> okay, okay. So, a couple of things on this page. First thing, that dog is a demon. <laughs> Just throw that out there. <laughs> Too much emphasis on the dog. It's a demon. Um, like, I feel like that's a kill switch. Like, you know, like, you know, if, if Spawn doesn't do what they want, they're like, oh, really? Well, the dog's going to transform and rip out the hearts of everybody you love. <laughs> I did not think of that. That's a, that sounds pretty good. Yeah. That would be great. Second of all, that dress, um, mostly good, but it's falling into the manga problem of having boob pockets. <laughs> I mean, yeah. yeah. It's, it's a bit now, of an issue. It is a bit of a men drawing women issue um mm-hmm. i was just stuck on man look at that face <laughs> I, I was like whoo that mm, that that is a looker right there also like i'm looking at her yeah i mean i didn't the, the level in the universe of this comic she's very pretty mm-hmm. but as mm-hmm. far as well drawn it, it uh, is yeah. the better picture for her those previous pictures mm-hmm. of her were so bad I was like, well, this, this is who you miss? And I'm she's got green eyes. Right now, and it looks just like a color swap version of his white guy hair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> okay. I, Cody, you were right, though. Like, those shadows under her boobs are crazy, man. Yeah. Also, so, she's, going also to a, she's going to a gala, a gala, a big business party in that outfit. It looks I like know. a wedding dress. Right? It looks like a skimpy wedding yep. dress, man. On, like a fishnet. Like, My biggest complaint go... is that she's so honest with it. Like, this is a guy who just showed up at your door, and you're like, oh, sorry, I'm yeah, just getting ready. why would you I mean, ever I think that answer shows how the door dressed like that? Like, yeah. <laughs> you, you couldn't say, Terry, get the door. Because obviously she was, like, trying on this outfit, and she was hopefully not doing that, like, in her living room. She was, like, mm. in her bedroom. So she's, like, running mm. in that dress <laughs> to go open the door. <laughs> uh, yeah. So oh yeah, much, Terry is her like new husband. Are we not gonna touch on the family now has a kid, and it apparently was Al Simmons the whole time who couldn't have kids? Mm. Even though like so like they say they went to the doctor and the doctor said, "Oh, it's no use. You guys can't have kids." But like, do they really not differentiate between she is infertile and he has like no good sperm, like? Mm. Is that not a discussion yeah, you have with your doctor? To, it's always good to keep it a mystery, you know? <laughs> it's like, <laughs> yeah. I'm around here. No, this couple just can't have kids. Why? <laughs> <laughs> See, I don't know how doctors were back then, so. Yeah. It was, okay, we yeah. say back then, but it was like the 90s. It was like, the 80s. It wasn't... Late 80s. Late 80s, early 90s, like, they still understood, like, how babies occurred. Like, okay, so they knew yeah, what had to so, happen. There was probably artificial insemination at that point, right? Yeah, there so was some So they couldn't form. have been, like, they couldn't have been, like, have you considered using other sperm? <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's, yeah. it was not the Middle Ages, all right? I'll say that. <laughs> yeah. It, it it that that definitely stuck out to me too. I was like, wait, 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 wait. Like, but why didn't you know? Why didn't it, you know? <laughs> he is he's a military man, so he has Tricare, so they can do those tests. Like, <laughs> it is not a matter of cost. They can do yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, like, literally, he yeah they they were set. Like he he had a contract where he almost got a million dollars. He was he was a like, lieutenant colonel. You know how much more money they make than like average enlisted people. I'm not talking well, about he, it, but he it's saved, a lot. He saved the president, so he was yeah, top true. of the line. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who was the president in 1987? Who did he save? Uh, Clinton <laughs> or H W? I think it's H W. What? No. I think it's a yeah. Bush. I would okay. Was it Carter? I would say, I was don't it Jimmy know. Carter? I think it, it might have been Jimmy, Jimmy Carter. Carter. I'm glad we're stopping to, to research. Oh, Jimmy this. Carter in It was Ronald Reagan. <laughs> Ronald Reagan. I knew it. Was Ronald because Reagan. you are. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, that yeah. tracks. Because I knew it. Yeah. I'm not happy with any of the options. I don't know. You can save Jimmy Carter. 
He's just okay. a peanut farmer. Yeah. But like, <laughs> so this whole the whole conversation he has with these two parents and their daughter makes me think they are like the most gullible and sweet and kind people ever in like the dumbest way. She she was like, like, oh gosh, buddy, that that really sucks about your ex wife. I'm sure she loved you and da da. And she was like, you seem like a good person. You just met me. You what are you? He's a very strong person. Yeah. I mean, obviously, you wouldn't be like, "Well, I think you're shitty," so (laughs) your ex-wife is probably right. Yeah, I guess. Okay, so this. I I don't know, like a dude who just collapsed on your porch and got to come inside because of that. Would you? Would you call the feelings that much? I would Would feel bad being around the porch, but yeah, I would definitely call somebody. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, you don't know what he has. You don't bring them (laughs) in the home. With his dressed nice daughter. Or something. Yeah, so? Yeah, you can't trust somebody who's dressed nice. <laughs> I'm sure Ted Pop- Bundy looked great when he was picking up those women. But then he killed him. So, he fainted on the porch, prop him up on the porch, call the cops. In a nice way. Maybe, Wait, like, the cops <laughs> maybe set out, like, a, a cup of water or something. It's like, hey, <laughs> like don't die a of heat stroke. But like, yeah. Don't also, okay. Invite so... him inside, and then he just leaves after being like, "God, my ex-wife. Oh, she was beautiful. Ah." Oh. <laughs> okay, so here's the thing for me too: is that like, you know, after he passes out, and you know, like, basically, the the guy is all like, "Do you want me to call your wife?" And then he is all like, "Oh no, I have an ex-wife." You know, and like, you know, after like just a little bit of talking like that. You know, basically about like your like previous marital problems. Like I would have just been like, oh, uh huh. Like <laughs> not like actually like. <laughs> oh, tell me about. Like at first it's like oh. <laughs> like like at first just like oh sorry for the misunderstanding. You know I just assumed you had a wife. You know, and then it's all like. But then after that it's like mm hmm okay. <laughs> like I don't it, actually want to hear about really... details. <laughs> It's it's like in the movies when somebody's like, should I call your parents? And you're like, I'm an orphan. How dare you? Uh, now, I was yeah. just ca- I, I was just caught on like, I can't believe in the '90s a guy would collapse on your porch and you would assume that he would have a wife. Uh, that I was I was like, that's the first assumption you make. It, it was an odd thing to be like. Can, should I call your wife? Like, not mm-hmm. should I call the paramedics or something? Right. Oh man! And then the next panel is, is the giant no. <laughs> oh yeah, he gets really mad and is again my wife. Uh. <laughs> I, when a dude like has collapsed on your porch, you brought him in, and he's like, "God, my wife was beautiful," and he's like staring at your wife. Like, it's a little weird. And But she was like, oh, that's so sweet. <laughs> she must have been really special. Mm-hmm. Also, yeah, them opening up and, like, talking about them, their own past is, like, that yeah. is something, certainly. Yeah. So, yeah, and... Um, 
Anyway, so then he, like, you know, he's all complaining again in an alley. And then he runs into, um, what's his name? Violator. Violator. I almost said Vindicator. Um, (laughs) And then uh, he tears out Spawn's heart pretty easily. And he's like, wow, that was so easy. And then he's all like, but I have magic healiness, so... Uh, it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who said anything about being human? And then, That's what he was like. Okay, and then page one, issue four. Why is all this text here? So much. So much prose. <laughs> right. It, I mean, it's just, you know, on the previous episode. <laughs> right. I guess it's kind of like I mean technically it is in line with like all the other issues of Spawn have started with pages of dialogue or pages of words for you to read mm-hmm. exposition basically mm-hmm. not to skip too Wait. far but this is the scene where like the violator comes up to him and they start fighting right yeah. and like mm-hmm. uh, oh sorry we already said that but um, when he shoots the violator with his power we didn't know he had they have that weird um, paper floating in the wind. Oh, which is like that how was really random. Their dismembered heart. That was so out of nowhere. Yeah, yeah that's like we like were reading a pirate like put in there. Comic. Well, yeah, the aesthetic was wrong, but it also just felt like really like Stan Lee, Jack Kirby kind of like, you know, mm-hmm. early 60s comics, you know, like, mm-hmm. like, but also that belong, if you were going to put that in, it belongs at the beginning, you know, asking the reader, like, you know, these are the expectations for this comic. But then it's like, the it's in the, the mid. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but not in the middle, and also it's just, like, pretty out of fashion in general. <laughs> and so, mm-hmm. yeah. That was that was super weird. And speaking of, like, having a lot of text, when the devil shows up, I mean, just Pushing bubbles and bubbles. his own face down, yeah. I was like... They literally say... What is it? They say you should have no more than 150 words per page, and that I think that's already a lot. I I'm honestly not sure what they what what like the rule of thumb is, but I know that having that much dialogue, it's like you realize there's a visual element you're working with, right? Like, <laughs> try to tell the story there, right? I mean, you don't have to yeah. draw as much if it's all covered in speech bubbles. <laughs> Uh, you know, so, like it's yeah. it's interesting Fun, too. Fight. Oh, oh, I was I was just gonna say uh, that ahead, like I had heard some, I, 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 wow, I just stuttered through that way too bad. I had heard somewhere <laughs> that um, basically like artists who like you know, artists who like primarily draw comics but then decide to write them like more often write too much than writers who like you know go to art or you know vice versa kind of thing because like 
in like the thinking was that like you know writers are more practiced at, at like you know skimming down on the, their word count but like artists you know aren't um so yeah i wonder if that's like kind of happening here but also like todd mcfarlane has written comic books before this so it's kind of like i don't know i want to give him like a little credit but <laughs> yeah anyway that's all I had to say, though. It was kind of an interesting detail that I had heard recently, though, was that, like, you know, that because that started becoming more and more common in, like, the 80s uh, in the, the big two comics publishers. Yeah, that's um, interesting. I've never heard that before, but it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think uh, um, we can pretty much sum up what the devil says because he just does the evil villain monologue where he's like, ha ha, you chose to do this. I didn't make you do it. And I need souls. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. Also, right before that, like, what was the deal with their fight? They like, so that this comic is supposed to be all like blood and mature and stuff. But then they don't even actually show the big fight between Spawn and Vindicator. It's a bunch of um, onomatopoeia and an arm. Touch. Bash. <laughs> it's good. Like. It's so comical. Like them throwing their arms around. <laughs> yeah. Like I just. It's so unexpected and like, you know. Like, you're not even delivering on what you promised. <laughs> also, like, the blood being green on the violator is interesting. Yeah, that, that feels very censored. Like, that seems like, you know, censored anime. <laughs> First of all, like, did, did, did Daddy have that association in 1992? Like, I don't, I don't like that. <laughs> Oh, him calling himself daddy. Yeah. Yeah. It's not great. Uh, I mean, he only says it once, though, yeah. right? He says, like it or not, I am your dad. Like, yeah, he's not like, I'm daddy, like, constantly. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. I guess, yeah. I, like, I understand the context because he's talking like, oh, Violator and Spawn are fighting like siblings, but I am in charge mm -hmm. of both of them. Ergo fatherhood i just don't mm -hmm. like the term daddy oh gotcha I mean, yeah he is the devil mm -hmm. so if anybody was to say it it's better I than guess. god <laughs> yeah yeah uh, so i just i just don't like it i understand oh, this is probably, why they're this saying is probably it, blasphemous <laughs> I just imagine somebody like bowing their head in prayer and being like, Dear holy daddy. <laughs> you say no. that. I've seen that so many times on the internet and I hate it. So. I've only heard one person refer to God as daddy, and he's an atheist. Oh, oh well, that's two people. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway. Um moving on from that yeah so to to reiterate yeah the the big evil monologue is big and evil 
and uh, as always, basic... it is in service of the destruction of God. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and then basically, like, I don't know if if we are like keeping with the siblings metaphor, um, Spawn is definitely the favorite. You know, <laughs> like. He... <laughs> Yep. That's why I want more of the Violator coming around. <laughs> yeah. Because it's literally like, he's siblings. all like, he's all like, here, I'll just fix your arm. Don't even worry about it. You know, keep thinking about being evil, but do what you want, you know? <laughs> it's up to you. Just <laughs> like, and then, and then Violator's like, hey! <laughs> hey, what about me? Mm. You? You? And- <laughs> He literally says you're being grounded. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, which like sticks him in his like fat human form. And then he gets a kind <laughs> of cool monologue. Oh uh, yeah, we're in image comics. Yeah. yeah huh. And then yeah. pretty much walks out of the comic after that. Which is unfortunate. Like, I love that one scene where, like, the Violet's, this is just great. Like, because just Spawn is, as the devil said, his older brother, just standing there watching his little brother be punished. (laughs) Yeah. Um. Let's see here. Oh, so. So. One of the reporters made a reference to the Youngbloods and saying that their um, fashion, what they were like, oh, sex appeal was like a big thing for them, like part of their marketing. Mm. And mm-hmm. and then they made a and they made a reference to like they said it would they reached like two point two million dollars, you know, and then he said I knew. That there was a time when they would uh, get more money than those pizza eating turtles, and mm-hmm. I was like, and then you see Bond dressed as Raphael, you know, in the trench yeah, coat. Yeah, he's got like, the trench coat, and yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, that's Raphael, but that's also Ben Grimm. Yeah, that's what <laughs> yeah. I, I thought Ben Grimm first, oh, like God. pretending to not be the thing. Yeah. Yeah. It is it is superhero disguise <laughs> original. Mm-hmm. Now it's uh baseball cat cap and sunglasses, but <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but um yeah, like uh, on that on that front though, yeah, it it was a funny call out of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I assume that they exist as like only media franchise, not as like mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> that would be a weird <laughs> a weird pull if it was like the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles are real and uh, they decide to capitalize on their marketing <laughs> power. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> um. <laughs> anyway. Adult turtle corporate monoliths. Uh, yeah, that doesn't roll off the tongue the same way. <laughs> um, yeah. So then, then we get the um th- that dragon dude. 
Mm. Definitely don't know what his name actually is. It's oh, oh I'm glad that oh. I was right about the dragon part. It is actually that's how they refer to. Him. Okay. Yeah. I think he has an actual name because they're like referring to the other guy like oh bedrock. I bet he could take on bedrock or whatever, but mm -hmm. the dragon dude, I don't know. Maybe mm. that is he's, he's, um, he's Savage Dragon is his name. Oh. Mm. Yeah. Interesting. Yep, he um, he's part of the Image Universe. So, man, I should just look at that and see what, what everything that encompasses the Image Universe. Because I, I assume it's probably the Youngbloods, Savage Dragon, and Spawn. But I'm like, what else? Um, let's see here. This is a good time to look for Invincible. See if he's in there. <laughs> um... <laughs> Yeah, there's a lot of heroes, actually. Wasn't expecting that. Oh, what? So, like, apparently Kick-Ass and Zoro are in the Image universe? Huh. I don't know why Zoro's there. I didn't ex... Didn't they actually yeah. reference Zoro? Like, where they're like, oh, he's stealing from Zoro yeah. with the outfit. Yeah, but, like, I thought or it was... Yeah. Yeah. For Zorro, Zorro. Batman references Zoro sometimes. It's like, oh, yeah, that, like kind of inspired him, like, who's going to be so justice-focused, because Zoro is justice, but it's, like, apparently mm -hmm. not. It's, like, a Zoro-Zoro thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, so, so the Image Universe began with the founding of Image Comics in 1992, launching with the series The Savage Dragon, Spawn, Youngblood, and Wildcats. Gotcha. Wildcat spelled with so a Y? So those, those are the four main... No, W-I-L-D, and then capital C, it's an acronym from there, that oh. point on, C-A-T-S. Mm. That's weird. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it's a superhero team created by Jim Lee. Um, they are not cats. <laughs> anyway. So if we want to try to get through these last two issues of Spawn, or is that just going to be too much? I literally, like... Nothing happened though. Like the okay, so the last scene of this issue or whatever is his wife, right? His wife mm. being like, "Oh, I can't stop thinking about him," and I was like, "Do they really want them to get back together?" Like, I don't think Spawn is gonna listen to her in the same way that like Terry seems to be. Terry, even Terry's like, "Oh yeah, I understand. You're thinking about your dead husband who you love very much. Just tell me about it." Like. I know this happens a lot, but tell me about it. Do you think Spawn would do that? Like, no. I don't know. Well, I mean, he is... I guess she wouldn't be... I guess he... she wouldn't be thinking about her dead husband if she was with Spawn, but, like... <laughs> I mean, she still has to reckon with, like, the grieving process of my husband died, and I came to terms with that, kind of. Yeah. But now he's back as... This weird de demon thing. Yeah. Also, not to mention, like, you know, you can't really control your dreams. And I would imagine, like, you know, if somehow, somehow they made that work, you know, she might have, you know, dreams about, like, you know, her 
her now current husband that would become her ex-husband i guess and like you know i would just feel like spawn would end up needing like you know cuddled because he's so sad that that happened <laughs> no honestly I, I don't think that that would happen i don't think that if she realized it was al that they would that she would break up with her husband because that's the father of her child that's a al unfortunately yeah. is not Yeah, I no, guess I, that's what they're trying to make is so tragic about this. She's still thinking about him. He's out there, but it can never be. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah I was I thinking think that they were going to bring her into the fold more. That's why I thought they were hinting at. I, I kind of feel like that with a lot of different elements in the story where it's constantly like being hinted at, like, oh, this could become part of it, but it seems yeah. to be just running its own line somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Mm I think yeah, we can I totally talk felt about, the same way. Um, what is it? Billy Cade, is that it? Kincaid. Kincaid, that's it. Yeah. yeah, so the deal with Kincaid is that he's a child killer. He was convicted for the murder of the senator's daughter, and now he was, people wanted him to serve lifetime, but then he was sentenced to 22 years, and then actually he was only, he only served eight. But he was released after eight years, and then he just went back into killing. Sam Burke was involved with uh, the investigation, trying to find evidence. Al Simmons was involved because Senator uh, Paul Jennings hired him to kill Kincaid, but he couldn't do it because the cops got to Kincaid before he could. And then apparently, and then he found out later that the group that he was with uh, got evidence on Kincaid. That, and of like children, child's bodies found in the shack. And so on the day of his sentencing, I guess, or, or trial, all the, the evidence started disappearing. The shack they, was- Yeah, they, mm. they made sure that like all that evidence did not come to light. And so yep. he got such a light sentence because of that. Yeah, and then the shack where the children's bodies were exploded and so, but the the thing with Al was that his boss was like, all right, everybody, let's pack up, leave. And he was like, wait, what? Just like that? And that kind of was a, I don't know if it was a tipping point, but that added fuel to the fire, at least, that was their fighting. They, they were yeah. always fighting with each other. I mean, yeah, if your boss was like, damn, the shed with all that evidence exploded, that's crazy. Well, we better leave. Right. Be, like, really weird. I, I think what I found extra weird and really leads the idea of something deeper, I guess, is the fact that Billy Kincaid is getting out and the guy who was, pre was previously the senator, um, Jennings or whatever, is he has nothing to say about it. Like they they really they say that explicitly at one point that he doesn't want to do anything about it. Mm -hmm. that, that he was involved in the lack of investigation into uh, the murder of his daughter. And I'm getting from context that it was because he wanted to hire Al to do it. And yeah. they they say that in another group 
is the one who got Billy to target specifically the senator's daughter. Oh, really? I don't remember. Yeah, they have that one. Uh, It's not said that, oh, we know it's a group, but it's like, I think they're like drawing conclusions. It might be Spawn who's drawing conclusions. Gotcha. Yeah, that was definitely a fishy part that was like, okay, there's more to this that I don't really understand yet. But yeah, it was like, it was a setup, kind of. Um, But that, you know, see, the reason that my, my mind didn't hold on to that was because it didn't seem like it was Billy Kincaid's M.O. That's why I was like, huh? That doesn't make any sense. Because he was mm. like, you know, I just can't, it seems weird to me that he would be he would be like, oh, yeah, I'll get paid to do this. I mean, like, it seems obvious because it's like something that he would do anyway, but it seems less thrilling, I guess. I don't know. Like, so, so you're saying and that that's what I you didn't register the idea that he was hired to kill the daughter. The yeah. Or I mean, I I did register it, but I instantly forgot it. I guess because I was like, that doesn't seem like what would happen, you know. Mm-hmm. Okay. But yeah. So I I do think it's interesting that because um, they show him getting out, they have the police do this whole monologue about how, you know, it sucks that he got out and that they want to get him back in and they so they hatch the plan of like doing a stakeout which of course leads Mm -hmm. to just them being like hey there's something's happening um but i think the part that really well it's with the part with the the homeless people where Mm -hmm. they one of them gets run over and i don't know with like the art style like he does all these really exaggerated faces and stuff. But I feel like he really does it to the homeless people. And it's almost, it feels disingenuous when it's like, oh, uh, we should care about uh, this, these people. And like, it's really sucks that they're being looked down upon. But then the way they're drawn is like even more like similar to how, how misshapen Billy Kincaid is drawn. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, I. Like, yeah, I wasn't such sure what. Caricatures and stuff. Yeah, it seems like everybody in Spawn's life, you know, even like tangentially, like people that he hasn't met, is just like kind of like over exaggerated to the point of ugliness, except mm-hmm. for his his wife and her family. Well, mm-hmm. when you look at like the um like in a few pages before that the the daycare person or something and she looks normal yeah that's true yeah and so it's just like you can draw people like obviously living in bad conditions but like why is he applying the same kind of caricature and like over exaggeratedness to them mm-hmm gotcha yeah it just feels weird it is weird yeah i agree and yeah i was like it was just kind of like i don't know annoying that like we didn't get to see any justice for the homeless people either really it's just like yep this happened moving on well no see that was just setting up for 
them for Spawn to find out that Kincaid is getting out. That was all that was. Well, it was, mm. yeah, I, I'm pretty sure, yeah, it, the justice is supposed to be, because the homeless people literally talk about, like, look at how we're treated, and then look at Billy Kincaid, a convicted child killer walking free. Like, yeah. the system is yeah. broken or whatever. And then Billy Kincaid gets killed by Spawn. Mm-hmm. But, that, yeah, I just don't really think that adds up to justice for everybody. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I guess also other people get killed later on, too. Um, but, yeah, I guess, like, they get, they kind of get justice because he beats up the guy that did it, but I don't know. Then we get introduced to Overt Kill. I don't yeah. know if this is another Rob Liefeld creation, but I compared him to Cable. Yeah, he looks like yeah. Cable. And yeah, I think Rob Liefeld made Cable probably. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Rob Maybe Liefeld that was Cable. I don't know if he made Overkill though. No, he did not make Overkill. Mm-hmm. I mean, assumably, um, I think that this is the first appearance of this character, so I think Todd McFarlane made Overkill, but. Creators of Overt Kill were Todd McFarlane and Rob Liefeld. Really? Yeah, they're drawing, it, they're drawing wow. it next to each other, and I think Todd McFarlane is drawing the logo for Overkill, and it has the little crosshairs thing. <laughs> oh my god. That's funny. That's just so funny. Nice. That, that, yeah. wow. Okay. But yeah, so nothing happens. The the Don hires <laughs> Overkill to uh, kill the people who are killing all the other Dons, and they assumed that they had an informant that told them, "Hey, it was this guy with this weird face paint." At first, you thought, "Oh, that's oh, that's obviously the Violator," but no, it turns out <laughs> to be Spawn that they're after, and you're like, "Oh, oh, okay." But yeah, they fight. And yeah, and they also assume that Spawn is one of the young bloods again. Mm-hmm. But it's like, okay, so that that feels like really like old timey comic books, like Silver Age. But like at this point, there's enough media coverage in 1992. You should know about the government sponsored super team <laughs> and who's on it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, <laughs> like you don't have the internet, but like. You should yeah. be able to. These like, are connected fig- people. Well, they well, should know. Yeah. Oh man, I can't. I can't remember where I saw this, but basically, it's like, uh, are you, uh, like, Green Lantern or something? Oh, oh no, no, Hawkeye. It wasn't it Hawkeye. Where like, right? Aren't you Thor or something? No, I knew oh, no, he, he, it was like, Iron, Fist. Iron Fist. Iron Fist, yeah. Yeah. What if they made like um, that? I guess. I don't know. That guy was like particularly uninformed too, but these mm. mafia guys who are making assertions about who oh, this okay. guy who's threatening might be, maybe like, could have done a little research. Yeah. Who you're yeah. sending the hired killer after. They won't just like <laughs> take the contract and say, somebody who matches this description. Like, that's not gonna, yeah. that's not gonna fly. Right. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah. Like, it just, it just feels like, you know, some, like, you know, old comic where it's all, like, some two-bit criminal is like, oh, yeah, you know, uh, Spider-Man, he's in, he's in 
after Avengers or something, right? <laughs> yeah, like, or the Fantastic I mean, Four. Like you were saying, they're mafia. Like they, like if anybody would know, if anybody would have all the information, or be at least mm. trying to collect it, wouldn't it be them? And yeah, if I they do. aren't, yeah. I feel like that makes them less of a threat. Like they're just mm. like. Oh. Um, over at Kill spy finds spawn pretty easily he like fakes him out which i think was kind of dumb he was like ah magical chains and then he's like just kidding and i'm like (laughs) (laughs) oh oh no not knives i'm that's my weakness is small knives anything but knives (laughs) (laughs) that's a better version of that joke honestly Well, also the fact that, like, Spawn is like, damn, I, I fought cyborgs, cyborgs before, but never like this. Uh-huh. It's like, it's like apparently cyborgs are just a devil? part of this universe now. But you're, I mean, you're literally an agent of the devil, and you're like, damn, metal be hard. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like weird rock, paper, scissors, like, robots beat magic, sorry. <laughs> yes! <laughs> Well, well, also, he doesn't want to use his magic. Yeah, well. But yeah, which is like the, like, kind of what we get at the end of this. Like, after Overkill and Spawn fight, Overkill wins. And it's like, oh, man. Now Spawn's like, I gotta, I'm forced to use my powers to heal myself. Now I'm, I, I gotta fight him, apparently, even though he thinks I'm dead. I gotta fight him, <laughs> but I'm gonna fight yeah. him as a mercenary with all of these guns. And like, I can't think of a more boring like end for like six months of storytelling. He's like, I've got this cool magic guy with all these powers I haven't explained, and you know how I'm gonna like have his second big fight with guns. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna make a dumb Punisher. I I thought it was weird that they ended the collection like that. They ended it on a two-parter, or at least it was part one. Yeah, part one of a two-parter. Okay. I wasn't sure yeah. if it was, like, there might have been part three or not. I thought it was weird how they, when he was, like, getting up, they painted him with very faded colors. I was like, that, I don't know if I like that. Like, I get where you were going with I mean, that, it's but, like, like... It's, yeah, visual shorthand for, ah, uh, he's weak he's at his lowest point something yeah. something but like it just yeah. I guess. It, it harkens back to a, a cartoon where it's like oh this person is sick and they're very like their color is very flush oh yeah it's like the end of deadpool 2 when mm. spoiler alert deadpool's kind of dying <laughs> and he gets like washed out mm-hmm. <laughs> I think I remember reading something like it was like a, you know, I think it was the book um, Superheroes and it was like a big like, you know, encyclopedia history kind of thing about the history of superheroes. Um, But like when it got to the section of like, you know, kind of modern comics history and about Spawn and it was all like, you know, basically it was saying like this kind of thing is like he has magic, but he you know it it's has like you know a limit so he has to use guns too and like you know they tried to make it sound cool but it just doesn't it's yes. not 
It really feels like teen boy, like teen boy wrote this kind of thing. Style. Yeah. Like, my magic, my magic chains won't work on you. Well, then I'm gonna get a bunch of guns. Just watch. Mm-hmm. Just like that outfit. What now? Now, do yeah. you? What would you like have him do better? What would you want him to have him do? This is my idea. I would have had him, like, make something. Rather than just, like, use a gun. I don't know, like, make something. Strategize, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So obviously, like, at the you end know, of these six issues, yeah, that... I don't know what Spawn's powers are. Yeah. And that's, like, exactly. probably the biggest failing. It's like, if this is supposed to introduce me to Spawn, mm-hmm. it hasn't given me anything. <laughs> yeah, that's. I mean, that ties back to the whole thing where he's like, oh, no, not magic chains. And I'm like, well, what did they do other than real chains? Yeah. Yep. That's, yeah, His it's totally like. His little thing, in... that, like the little green thing. He's like, yeah, and the little green thing goes out oh, and yeah. explodes. Yeah. That happened like the first issue. And I don't know. Like when I saw that panel i had to go back so many times and be like what the heck happened here (laughs) yeah also like yeah basically you know this this is the same thing as like you know not telling us what his powers are exactly but like the whole idea of giving him amnesia in the beginning is like you know it's like you have to you have to it you know there's two modes of operation that they figured out for character origins that work you either do it like spider-man where it's like the first issue is the origin you see the character as they are before they get powered and then as they are after they get powered or you do it like batman where you just in media res them and you know you're just like you're on an adventure with them but eventually you give the origin still mm-hmm. just like later on. And it's like, we still, we don't even really know what it looked like. I had to like, literally like be like, this is what I think maybe happened to his soul when he was making the deal with the devil. Cause we haven't seen that deal with the devil. We don't yeah. know. We were just told about it. And that's mm-hmm. like, you know, we just get told about things can I say that the like, back of the book also like spoils some of the stuff that hasn't even been revealed in these issues? Mm-hmm. That's a good thing I didn't realize. I didn't realize that. <laughs> well, I mean, we don't so at least in my, I I never picked it up and I was like constantly curious about how he specifically died. And the back of the mm-hmm. book is just like, "Oh, after this happens to him, he's dead." And I was like, "Why mm-hmm. what? Why would you say that?" also uh, okay also another false promise on the back of the book it says he learns to harness his extraordinary new powers and i'm like but did he he never experiments with them he just like figures it out as he goes and it works out fine (laughs) he never has to consider did i did i do it right (laughs) yeah yeah so Man, Spawn's not good, huh? <laughs> who knew? Yeah, I've had college classes with people who seem really cool, and their favorite character is Spawn, and now I'm well, like, I don't know what to think of you. <laughs> I mean, I feel like always whenever you come across a character like you 
doesn't mean the first few issues are good or whatever, but like you'll have that favorite run, of course, where you're like, oh, the characters yeah. were so realized and so many different things happened. And for me, with like the Fantastic Four, it was totally that one was it Unstable Molecules or something. Yeah. Where it was like, it's totally not like if I told anybody I love the Fantastic Four, they would not think of that book. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's true. Yeah, I guess I should I should be a little bit more fair to that. I, I mean, I didn't have that high of expectations going into it. I mean, after I did read that log line where they're like, this is the most successful independent comic book ever, I'm like, huh? 13 Whoa, years. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Um, the art was better than I thought. Art was pretty good. Yeah, art was good. Yeah. Um, co- Covers especially, I really liked. Um... Maybe, maybe that's all Todd McFarlane should do now, is just special edition covers <laughs> and action figures. Uh, this has been the comic panel. I'm Cody. I'm Taylon. I'm Jacob. And I'm Shawenta. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. You can catch new episodes before they come out on the podcast. On Mondays, 5 to 7 p.m. on KSUA 91.5 FM, the People's Radio, in Fairbanks, Alaska. Or you can listen in on Mondays on the KSUA website or on the Radio FX app. You can follow us on Facebook at It's Comic Time. Or you can follow us on Instagram at the underscore comic underscore panel. Or you can subscribe to our YouTube channel, The Comic Panel, It's Comic Time. Have a great rest of your day.